Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is professional wrestling legend, Downtown Bruno. Hi, this is Sassy Steffi. Hi, this is Leva Bates. This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And you're listening to the... And you are listening... And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 28, and we are talking to Mo Stiegel about WWE Hell in a Cell and everything else going on in the wrestling world. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. I love you guys, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And tonight, joining us to help us review WWE Hell in a Cell is a very special guest and friend of the show, Mo Stiegel. Mo, welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Glad to be back, guys. How's it been? I'm just ready to get our listeners motivated. Motivated, yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there, let's throw out a couple of plugs here. Of course, you. Uh, I've got to thank our sponsor, Amazon.com. Head over to OversellPodcast.com. Find the Amazon link right below the main player and do some shopping. Guys, uh, uh, the Christmas season is almost here. Spend some money on My Amazon. My birthday's coming up. Buy Mo a birthday gift Buy from our Mo Amazon. a gift. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I saw a tweet that... Bruno's birthday is today. I'm is gonna check fi- that. Ooh. I'm gonna check if it, that. I think it's, it's his fiftieth uh, birthday. We need to look that up on uh, Wiki or something. I am doing the Google machine now. GTS man, uh, Google that shit. But if it is his birthday, <laughs> please go out and buy Bruno something too. Yeah, uh, he needs more stuff, more wrestling apple collectibles juice. for his. Uh, he needs his apple, juice. Some apple juice. <laughs> he needs that apple juice. <laughs> he needs apple juice. He needs more wrestling memorabilia for his house. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't have a lot. Ring, just to name a few. That's yeah. that's you know. Hopefully he can get a Hall of Fame ring from the WWE and not Amazon.com. But yeah, he turns fifty today. Well, happy I think you birthday! Could buy Abdullah the Butcher's. It's on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it called Bears on eBay? I don't. Uh, no, that was a fi- that was a fake. I think they found out later well, that the, was a fake. And there, who was it that got really upset that Abdullah the Butcher got into the Hall of Fame? It was um, was me? it. Uh, Besides you, <laughs> was it superstar Billy Graham? It was superstar Billy Graham. Okay, yeah, he's when he. he I saw, think he got upset at everybody getting into the hall. Dude, what did superstar Billy Graham not get upset about? And yeah, if he saw that, yeah. If he saw that contract of Hulk Hogan's that leaked out today, he'd really be pissed off. I have not read that yet. <laughs> yeah. It, oh my god, dude, have you not? Yeah, I have not. I, I saw I, I saw the post, but I have not read. I it I haven't yet. gotten a chance either. What was the contract his like? His contract. His contract stated that in 1998 he had signed a four year deal. He only had to work six of the 12 pay- – he was only obligated to work six of the 12 pay-per-views a month, right? Wow. For the first three years, it was in his contract that he had to be the featured star on those six pay-per-views. And he would get a $1.3 million nope. advance every four months 
on his four million dollar God Almighty, and that's and, not even counting his actual revenue and his merchandise. And they wonder why that company is not right. around anymore. That's not even his merchandise or his actual contract. Golly! Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not even the because fa- each pay per view. What? It's not even the fact yeah, that the company's not around anymore. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think there's a delay between me talking and you stop, and there's a delay between me talking and stopping and you hearing it on Skype. I think. Sorry. Uh, no, there's a there's the fact of the matter about the whole thing is just like it's ridiculous the amount of money that he took out of the company, but at the same time. That co- that company that company company had for all kinds of stuff. You know, they could they could uh, you know write a check. They had an open checkbook for anything. You know, mm-hmm. they could Nash. get whoever they wanted to and guarantee them a contract. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall had pretty big deals. Yep. Um, who knows? And if I'm not mistaken, I think they both said that if WCW hired anybody after them and gave them a bigger deal than Hall or Nash, Hall and Nash's money went up. <laughs> Yeah, and they wonder why that company's not around anymore. I know Kevin Nash has said that. Wow, I thought that was. I know I would love that. I'd be like, "Hey, sign Bret Hart." <laughs> Man, I thought the funniest thing, the funniest story that I thought come out of the uh, the Monday Night Wars series was Nash when they made up the fake Diesel and the fake Razor, <laughs> and Nash yes. is sitting there like, you know. We know it's you guys. We know it's you, you know. And WWE wasn't telling anybody anything, you no. know. And they were, they were like, we know it's you guys. You guys, they gave you more money, didn't they? Well, we'll, we'll sign new contracts. We'll give you more money. And Nash is just like, okay. okay. <laughs> it, was, it was like an extra, like, 300000 a piece or something yeah. for them. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, and they're sitting there watching Raw because Raw was taped back then. They're watching Raw and yeah. the fake Diesel and Nash, fake Diesel and Razor come out. Yep. And they all and they were all they were all in the production truck watching it because they they said there was a TV on the back of the production truck that they could watch Raw on and see what was happening on Raw while they were doing stuff on Nitro, and they were all watching it when here comes the fake Diesel and the fake Razor out and they just kind of looked at each other and shook their heads. <laughs> and fake Diesel nice. was actually Kane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, the fake Razor Ramon was wrestling in Memphis for a while too. After a while, yes, he was. I totally forgot the guy's name. All right. Well, let's, he was wrestling as Fake Razor, though. Yeah. Well, no, he had to. They, he eventually went to a shoot name, I think. But I could be wrong on that. Uh, that was when I was in I high school. I think you're right, but I don't remember his shoot name. <laughs> I don't. I, he didn't last long. No, in Memphis. Well, guys, we had Hell in a Cell this weekend. I was actually. Um, I thought it was a, quite a better show than I was expecting. Yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. It it uh, that that one actually entertained me. There was some. There were some dull spots, though. There were some dull spots, and we will get into them shortly. Kevin Owens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Everyone just loves to hate on Kevin Owens. But it started on the pre-show with a six-man tag. We had uh, Ziggler. Cesaro C- and Neville. Versus. Rusev, Sheamus, and Barrett. Now, I did miss the pre-show. So uh, you guys are or on the one. island of misfit superstars. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Yeah. <laughs> You know what I thought crazy was about this card? <coughs> Last year, 365 days ago, more or less, Dean Ambrose was the feature of the card. He was on the main event. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have a match on this one. Nope. No, part of that Speaking was of Ambrose, to the, Like he, Anybody that thinks Ambrose is going heel is high. Uh, he's, <laughs> going, he's going heel at Survivor Series. It's happening. 
No, it's never. No, I, 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 I totally disagree. I think with Cena out, Orton injured, Bray, Dean Ambrose is going to be the baby face, the top guy right there with Amber, with Reigns. Like, he's going to be the top guy. That's what and I was thinking I until love, they pushed I mean, Reigns. we're not there yet, so I'm going to keep quiet about it, but I love how Hell in the Cell ended. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there because I thought that last match was great. Um, but yeah, solid match to open the show. Got the crowd ready. He, the uh, baby faces went over. Um, really brought a Cesaro section sign in. Of of course, <laughs> of course. You know it's Cesaro funny. Is, Cesaro grabbed about five more of those brass rings. Yeah, he, he wasn't getting pushed. I'm sure he could wrap his arms and legs around brass rings by now. But and it's funny that they don't want to push him, but before the show that there are people going around giving out Cesaro section signs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But no, no one likes it's, Cesaro, but let's get him over with these Cesaro signs. It's all about timing, man. There's only one spot. There's only one spot in each layer on the card. I mean, you got to give it time. Oh. Next up on the card, we had this – the. Opponent for John Cena, th- that was absolutely shocking. That the open challenge, yeah, yeah. that was the, insane. The last person that crossed my mind was Alberto Del Rio. That was back. the absolute last person it, you ever thought. Especially when uh, Coulter came Coulter out. came out. Because <laughs> as soon as he came yeah, out, I looked over. <laughs> as soon as he came out, I looked over to Amanda and I was like, "Damn it, I do not want to see Swagger come out." No, see, and I would have been <laughs> pumped. I was pumped for somebody like Swagger. Swagger, or it wouldn't have been Cesaro, you know, because they they all broke that up a long time right. ago. But hey, it could have been Mister America. That was my money when I saw. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would have been hilarious. Um, I thought I thought Del Rio looked great in the match. Uh, I've never really been a fan of the guy, but I think his time away did him well. Yeah. Um, you know, he did. A, he I had think a, he physically looks better. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I think his time in Lucha Underground really served him well, and hopefully, you know, we're gonna see. I I don't want to see Mexican billionaire peso nair, right? Or whatever peso nair. Yeah, yeah. Pe- <laughs> peso nair. Because <laughs> because millionaire changes I'm depending not, on which country you're from. Peso narian. <laughs> you like it, don't you? Yeah. yeah. But man, and Cena went over. He went over Cena clean. Yeah. With the with the super mule kick is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Super mix kick or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kick. Yeah, there you go. The peso kick. Peso but kick. He, he went over clean. It was a great match, and, you know, it's. The crowd was into him. Yeah. I mean, well, they the, were hot for him. I think. Well, they I, were hot because WWE pulled off a surprise. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see any reports of Del Rio at the event. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you saw rumors that they were wanting him back, but you had no idea that he, he was, was going to show back up. And, and beat, I mean, no, not, not just show up, but go see, over. Well, like, I've been, like I've been telling people, WWE is not stupid. They're going to leak stuff out to make you think one day. Like I saw reports Sunday morning that Daniel Bryan had just boarded a plane Headed towards telling the cell. So yeah, that's all that I know a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, Brian got cleared. It's going to be Brian." <laughs> and they were talking like me right. and Dan had talked about. Think uh, there was rumors that it was going to be Samoa Joe. Yeah, they were. I, I thought for sure they would bring somebody up from NXT. Yeah, me. But I, that I was personally. I personally was hoping it was going to be Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Right. 
I was I was hoping it would be Tyler Breeze too, but they pulled the trigger on him on SmackDown. I think they wanted yeah. it to be a genuine surprise whoever was gonna whoever was gonna come out and face him. I was, I was in the back of my head. I was really hoping it 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 was gonna be um, Baron Corbin. Yeah, I like Baron. Corbin. I never said the N word, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it wasn't Hulk Hogan or Mister America or uh, yeah. But apparently, Thunderlips at NXT event this weekend. Baron Corbin got into it with uh, Corey from, Taylor. From Slipknot, Yeah, right? from Slipknot. From Slipknot, yes. <laughs> I saw that. It yeah. was like a video clip of him smacking the shit yeah. out of Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't think I would have slapped a six-foot-eight dude like that. Especially not when you got to get on a step stool to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Get on your friend's shoulders and slap that bitch. <laughs> What hey, man? Dan, that's our tag finish. Come on. I just yeah. <laughs> you know, and I forgot I'm, about that one. <laughs> I am happy in my life that I got to see State of Shock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a fun moment to see you guys wrestle up in Selmer, Tennessee. That was SBW. a fun moment for me, too. I, I enjoyed that. Victoriously so. wrestle yeah. in mm-hmm. Selmer, Tennessee. Hey, do we really count as tag? Is that our third tag title? Like, does that count? No, yes. No, I'm I'm making the official mandate. It is just second, so I say second. No, oh. that's the only hey, second. Hey, if tag Jim hacks, if Duggan can pull the TV title out of a trash can, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I can pull the tag belts from underneath the ring. However, they got under there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next match at Hell in a Cell, Mike. New Day and Dudley Boys. That is good. There's a couple of uh, slip ups. From yeah. the Dudleys of all people, right? But I, I like the um, tack, throwing the tr- trombone. At, yeah, at, you know, pulling out the old Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, cheat oh, move. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then I like the fact that the ref, since he didn't see it, let the match go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, was good. And New Day doing what heels should do, cheating to win. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they're 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 really working hard to get New Day over, and it, it's working. Well, you know, it, New Day has that attitude. Of I'm, we're just gonna go out there and say whatever the hell we want on the mic. Yep, screw it. Let's have Which, fun. By the way, if people remember on the Stone Cold podcast, is exactly what Austin said. Guys, got to start doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to take chances. We well, yeah, and, <laughs> and that's what he told Kevin. Kev, he once told Kevin Owens at an airport, like, "What do I have to do to stand out or whatever?" He's like, "Never shut your mouth." Yeah, best best advice you can give in the yeah. new day is taken whatever what's been given to them and they have run with it mm-hmm. you know and when they first came out i was like eh, this thing is three guys just what are they like a choir or something and then but when they started turning it around yeah when they first came out there it looked it looked like it was gonna bomb it was another mantar yeah you know and, <laughs> and you never go full mantar you never go full mantar <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it it did. It looked like it was going to be another, you know, the goon or, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, I had, flash I had in the pan. I sound like gimmick. I was on the bandwagon the whole time, but like <laughs> I dug it from the when it started, I dug it for one reason. I've always liked Big E, but he did not work as the monster heel they tried to portray him as. Yeah. So yeah. when you put him in New Day and he started li- getting loose and, you know, he can it use his good. humor. It was great, and it gave Kofi a spot because Kofi's been stagnant since his hopeful run against Randy Orton back in '09. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's you know, and Xavier Woods, I've loved him since he was Consequences Creed down there in Dixieville. Yeah, and it's just great. I love New Day. I knew they were going to get over, and now they are the over group in the company. Yep. And uh, did y'all get to see when they were on table at three? 
No. One thing that sticks out in my mind is Xavier said that just give us a chance to fail. Yeah. That's all you have to just give us a chance to fail, and I guarantee you we run with it. And they did. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's going to lead to a match at Survivor Series, and it's going to be big. Big E, his sense of humor. Yeah, it shows through in his gimmick has, now. He's, oh, yeah. he's very charismatic. So, you know, and, and he is, he's he's very charismatic. And, you know, it, it shows, it, all that is starting to show through in this gimmick. And I think that's part of the success of his gimmick. And, you know, as well Absolutely. as, as well as uh, Xavier Woods' charisma. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, I think a little bit of that is bleeding off into uh, Kofi now. Yeah. You yeah. know, because uh, with Xavier absent at the pay per view, Kofi got to talk on the mic a whole lot more. Yeah. And if I was to ever become a, if I were to ever have become a pro wrestler, I'm pretty sure I would have been Caucasian Kamala. The Ca- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Caucasian Kamala. That was good. I was, I was actually okay. I was actually like 30 minutes behind on watching the pay per view, you know. Uh-huh. But you can tell, you can go back and you tell the network, you know, I want to watch this from the beginning, right? You know, and it it kicks it back, you know, and I'm I'm about 30 minutes behind. And I'm kind of like watching Golden Boy's uh, yeah, live tweets he, and everything, yeah. and he starts talking about the Caucasian Kamala, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, New Day comes out and they cut their promo. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's that, freaking hilarious!" I, I would have been the Caucasian Kamala. Yes, <laughs> just paint some stars on my nipples and a moon on uh, and a uh, a moon or a sun Wait, on my chest. I'm totally <laughs> I thought Golden Boy was doing a Caucasian Kamala. Oh, hey now, hey now, hey now. Oh, no. All right, back up now. Back up now. <laughs> Next match, Mike. Next well, match. Is it, is did, that, did y'all see the, the pre-show? Hold on. Hold on. What? Misinformed? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Next match. <laughs> Wait, did y'all see the pre-show when uh, the Dudleys were answering the tweets with Todd Phillips? No, I didn't get to see that. Todd Phillips messed up like two or three times, and you could tell that the Dudleys were getting kind of upset, but yeah. they were also laughing at him. Oh, God. Because at one point, he called New Day, like referenced New Day as the Dudleys, and Bubba Ray's like, no, we're the Dudleys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 whatever. And then he was he was talking about, like, I think previously on Raw or SmackDown when they put uh, Xavier through the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I cannot remember what he called the move, but, I mean, he butchered the name of it. Like, oh, he God. called it like a... Like a power slam from the top rope or something like that, and like oh, Devon, Devon D- <laughs> actually looked over at Bubba and just laughed, <laughs> and then went on to answer the question. <laughs> it was great. Well, he's getting future endeavors. Yeah, I yeah. uh, yeah, Todd Phillips is all right, but I, I like him more when I've seen him on um on a uh, swerved swerved. Yeah, like when they when that deadpan. All right, I hate you. Just the deadpan <laughs> walk away was hilarious. I uh, I did a. I I'm a did, Justin we, Roberts guy. We did. I, like, a, yeah, I agree. agree. We did a uh, backstage segment with him uh, for the for the network when uh, when I dressed up as the Penguin on Raw, and uh, yeah. it was hilarious because like he we ended up at the end of the segment like picking him up like we like we did uh, Adam, Adam Rose, Rose and hauling him off you know into into whatever you know. And it was pretty funny because he was laughing at the end of it, you know, and we were all laughing at the end of it because we were acting so damn stupid, you know, and we put him down and uh, he, he, he come over to me and I was like the only one that he, that, uh, 
he did this to. He came over to me and was like slapping hands with me and was like, thank you, man. Thank you. Because I was one of the ones that was holding him up, making sure he wasn't falling on his face. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Whenever you're in need, funny. Dan Matthews has a penguin pin for you. That's right. <laughs> I'll dress up as a penguin and hold you up in the air. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mo, I don't know if you know this. Me and Mike, we were also on Raw one time. Oh, snap. We were, we were part of the Occupy Raw movement. Oh yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! That was I was on Raw one time. I was part of the Watch Raw movement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you sitting in the crowd there, Mo. <laughs> You're the kid holding a lollipop, right? He's, he's the one holding the most yeah. to gall sign up. Yeah, <laughs> sign <laughs> most to gall now. Sign me, please. Does anyone know who I am? We'll, we'll cut <laughs> promos for food. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> what match is next, Mike? Uh, the Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. Match of the night. Easily. I liked it. It was it was, it was what a Hell in a Cell match should be. Yeah, they tore each other they, up pretty good I with mean, those kendo those, sticks. Oh, my God. When when they, when Roman had both of them mm-hmm. and was just going to town on Bray, I'm like, I bet you he woke up oh, yeah. Monday morning. Any, <laughs> anytime, I see, anytime I see kendo sticks used in a match, I, I always flash back. Cry. To that, uh, the ECW pay per view they did, the first one when Tommy they Dreamer. had when they had all of the original ECW guys come out and face like WWE guys. Oh, and stuff. okay, one night stand. You know, yeah, yeah, one night stand. Okay. The first one that was like really, really yes, good. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Um, I remember there was a spot in I think it was just incredible. Lance Storm and Don Marie came out, and they were facing Jericho. And I think Justin Credible yeah, got a hold of a kendo stick. Nailed Jericho in the and head. Nailed Jericho in the head. If you watch it back in slow motion, the tip of the kendo stick breaks. And the very end of the kendo stick wraps around to the front of Jericho's forehead and slaps him right between the mm. eyes. And it's probably the most brutal thing you could probably ever do with a kendo stick. I'm always flash back to that anytime anybody brings kendo sticks into play, because that was like the most brutal thing I saw. Because and they showed it in slow motion, because it was like that you saw that kendo stick break oh, yeah. a little bit, and it the tip of it, just the very tip of it, where, where that's where all the momentum is. Yep. It when it was right around and slaps him dead center in the middle of the forehead. See, to me, I always go back to Tommy Dreamer. In the first ever ECW Singapore Canes match, do you remember where that? he got Kane because he well, lost? He got Kane. Yeah, he wouldn't, yeah. Go, and he kept getting back up yeah. and getting back up. Oh, and, thank you, sir, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like you said, at some point it wrapped around and hit him in the face. Oh yeah, and he still got back up, and you know. But going back to this match, man, I loved, I loved the spot of the spear through the table. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um. Reigns went over, and I think it's you know it's he's moving towards probably main event in SummerSlam or Survivor Series, Survivor yeah. Series, and uh, but man, this match, whew, yeah, it's gonna be. I'm ready to see Bray start winning some. Did anybody actually sell the fact that they'd been in Hell in a Cell the yes. night before last night? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, would they? Because like you used to, I didn't watch Raw, so you know I can't tell, but. Like, you know, after all the Hell in a Cells and the TLC matches and everything like that that they'd had on a pay-per-view the night before, the guys would come out and they'd be, like, acting like they got beat up, you know. They'd be hobbling to the ring or, right. you know, selling a part of their body or something like that. Was anybody selling anything last night? Uh, 
I don't think so. I don't think Bray Wyatt had a choice. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> I know Reigns at the pay per view when Ambrose came in to talk to him and you know was like, "Time to celebrate! I'm Dean Ambrose!" Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reigns was selling it then. You know, he was kind of going from that doubled over to leaning back to you know shaking his neck and. But that was still like twenty minutes yeah. after the match. Yeah. Now the next night. You know, he got in the, I guess, the Lazarus pit that the WWE has yeah. which came out <laughs> fresh as can be. Um, I am healed. Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised that nobody else was involved in this match. Yeah, that's and yeah, Roman goes over cleanly. Yeah. As I mean, clean as you can with all the, you know, right. shit going on in the... I don't understand, like, they don't... How Bray is supposed to be a threat when he loses all these matches. Yeah. You know, because after because <laughs> after a while, you know, you just kind of it kind of loses the fact that he's a threat to anybody if he loses so many matches. Well, I, I like that now that um, the whole Wyatt family is showing up. There's four of them. Yeah, <laughs> and abducting people. Oh, now it's now it's playtime. Now I guarantee you, the next the rest of this year and the entirety of next year is going to be the Wyatt family. And I sure hope so. And George is going to kill me in the chat room for this but i'd like to see the white family add a couple more members by the name of the ascension <laughs> and it, yes. and i mean it because like it'd be cool to have bray wyatt just leading a cult of people kind of like the undertaker did with the ministry when he had right. minion viscera the acolytes i want to see something like that you know give him some followers now i was talking to some people uh a couple weeks ago about it. i was talking vince and a uh, swain Mm-hmm. Telling them how just, I want to see them add, you know, two or three more people. At that point, Rowan hadn't come back yet, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know, he needs to come back and, you know, one or two more and just have the Wyatts just, you know, run through the WWE. Yep. I mean, we need, we, it's, it's been about a, to happen. George said so they can job to more teams in NXT. I knew I was going to catch black. <laughs> uh, I knew it. <laughs> jo- you know, I'm a, I can't. Well, I mean, they're already, the, the Wyatts are already losing, so I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not at the end of this paper. Like, we all lose together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think social media has made people totally overthink all this stuff. If you go back to the Attitude Era before the internet had such a grip on the wrestling world, it was nothing for The Undertaker to lose a match or to lose two matches and then come back and beat Austin for the title. Right? Wins and losses, they're, just, they're that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Now you're about to see the climax. Bray Wyatt, he's got the Wyatt family. He has the Undertaker. He has Kane. It's about to get. He's about to get on. And the quote did along. It's about to get sugging and bugging, baby. <laughs> 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 All right, next match on the card: Divas title. Divas title match. It was all right. It was good. That uh, that uh, figure good. eight at the end was all pretzels up i don't i'm not well, sure that I, I think i think they were both a little knocked loopy because i think they had a little headbutt there when yeah. um, they did that top rope spot yeah i think it just didn't look right though yeah that looked very <laughs> i whew. think i think i think they kind of knocked noggins there a little bit yeah just a tad but the nikki has and i'll admit this nikki's gotten better yeah this than what she was she was a oh absolutely train wreck. i always thought brie was gonna be the better one yeah, I, I, it, when they first came in, that's how how it seemed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki's George. slowly gotten better. Yes. Now yes. Bree, 
I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's Bree, no, she's, Bree, I'm pretty sure at this point has been working with her husband, you yeah. know, one on one about right. getting better as and, wrestling. And Nikki's probably been working with her husband, more than likely. That's uh, why George. she always kicks out at two. Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> George says that match was botch a mania. Botch a mania. Yep. Which it I, definitely wasn't one of Charlotte's better outings. No, it, I th- but it still is. It, you know it. It's Which, it's an improvement. I think they've made the same mistake with Charlotte that they made last year with Roman Reigns. They put all the eyes on Roman, like this is our boy, this is who we're going with. Well, and I the think people went no. I think it has a lot to do with who she's working with, though. You're working with Nikki. Oh, You're yeah. not working with a Paige or or a, you know Sasha Banks or you know. You're not working with any of the NXT gals that you've consistently worked with over the last two years. That's about to change, and though. We know right. that's yeah. definitely a factor. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, once you, I mean when, once, you, once you took away the fact that you've been working with somebody for two years and you, you're working with somebody that you've only been working with for three, four months total, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, and that person doesn't want to do all the things that, Page or Sasha Banks or Bailey or anybody like that was doing, they don't want to do that. You know, they want to do their stuff. Well, then you you got a whole separate ball game you're playing here because you have to wind the match down and pace the match like what we saw at the pay per view. We didn't see a whole lot of you know extravagant moves or anything like that. We saw basic maneuvers, yeah. you know, move for move wrestling, you know, and. You didn't really see anything special out of the women's match. I liked the finish. Yeah. Like I said, it was all pretzeled up. You know, you couldn't tell if she really had to move on her or not. And w- when they showed it in the instant replay, you actually saw, yeah, she actually did have something on her. But I don't think it was a figure eight that she meant to put on her. <laughs> and George, George broke it down um, really good in our chat room. Nikki Bella's gotten better, but she still can't go at the pace of the NXT women. Right. No. But, she, but she is getting decent. And I'm still looking forward to these teams of divas getting completely broken up, and I want to see they're, they're working on it. Yeah, now. and and I necessarily I, I want to see Sasha go single, but I want to see her join the New Day as well, <laughs> because I think that she would that would just be a hell of a team. Oh yeah, kind of like I want to see Paige get together with some the Ascension, not the Ascension. <laughs> Decision. I'd like I'd like to see like a foreign invasion stable involving Paige. That would be great. And um, throw her with you know Rusev, Barrett, and Sheamus right now. There you go. I like and that. Bailey can join the White family, and we're all good. Uh, ba- yeah. Bailey, I, oh, oh mo 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 mo. Are we going to have that discussion again? <laughs> no, that's you know follow it, the hugs, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Next match, Mike. Oh, uh, we'll go with the uh, Kevin Owens and Ryback. And that's about all uh, I have to now, say about it. Yeah, okay, this is one of those situations where your commentary could turn up, turn a a a, a not an average match into a good match, and a good match into a great match. And the commentary was not putting over um, Owens uh, being a dastardly heel, right? And, you know, I love the way Owens um, beat, was it Ryback with the eye gouge? Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. Mm-hmm. It's Last it, month. Yeah. <laughs> what it, you, they, they, uh, they actually missed it on this match. Right. Because they were too busy talking. And 
they weren't paying attention to the match. And they missed it. There was an eye poke this time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this time the commentators were, ta- were so busy talking about stuff and weren't paying attention, they missed an eye poke, and it was not recognized by them, even on a replay, you know, which I'm sure <laughs> – I'm not even sure Vince, you know, backstage would have caught it because, uh, you know, Vince is all of the time yelling in their headphones about them, about what to talk about. Right. And yeah, and so, we'll, we'll get to what sent him into a rage this yeah. week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, I, Actually, I don't even think it was what, what you might think it was because I heard differently on an update – uh, later on, but we'll get to that in yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, they totally they totally missed the finish. Yep, they missed they didn't miss the finishing move, but they totally missed the setup to the finish. Yep, and that would have that would have put Owens more over more as a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't they didn't recognize the eye gouge at all. They didn't recognize the eye poke. I mean, you know, and it did it put less emphasis on the fin- the finish of the match. It made it look like he went over clean. Mm-hmm. And my so. problem was when it got time for this match, I had forgotten about this match being yeah. on the card. Yeah, yeah. And that's really because, you know, I, I like both guys. I really like both guys. But it's like I've said the past, you know, couple weeks, they announced this match, but they really didn't do anything to push it. I mean, they didn't <laughs> even interact the like <laughs> until the last, like the last Raw before. <laughs> Isn't it good, like they had the oh, Divas man. match? And it's like, yeah, that was okay match. All right, what are they going to put up next? Kevin Owens and Ryback, time to go to the shitter. (laughs) (laughs) My thoughts, exactly. Cheesy poos. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Mo, we've we've talked about... Go ahead. I mean, I know I always uh, give Kevin Owens a hard time, you know, say the least. But uh, honestly, I think my biggest problem, because I actually did get to go and watch that match online and i think the biggest problem with that match is they're trying to build kevin owens is this no nonsense hard as nails i'm not the stereotypical superstar but i got a brain and i'm gonna fight you they shouldn't have done anything with the eyes this match that was finished last month when they had when they did the eye poke the eye gouge the eye rub whatever you want to say whatever you want to call it it shouldn't have been that it should have been something totally different to get kevin owens over the hill you know, you know what should be brought back? Two things: managers and throwing powder. Yes. <laughs> or flash paper. What flash paper? Or Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Owens uh, throwing, uh, you know, cupcake sprinkles, something. Oh, oh my god, man! They, they do need to bring managers back in yes, a big way. They, they need, really do. I mean, they're doing that with Coulter, at least. Yeah. And his little scooter. I think it, him on the scooter thing is just hilarious. Yeah. I'm sure that was done because you know, uh, Dutch is not getting around so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah thanks. Uh, what? <laughs> but, you jerk. Um, Vicky. What, me? <laughs> Man, you talking about me? Be like, I love that he's in a scooter. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I, I mean it as far as the comedy element of it. Right. I, but, uh, I, and I'm I'm a big Dutch Mantel fan, going back to his I days in Dutch. Memphis. Did you see kayfabe news? It had a picture of Coulter in the, you know, Coulter on the uh, four wheeler, and uh, and uh, had uh, Del Rio sitting beside him. He says, uh, "Progress," you know, in big caps and uh, an exclamation point. He says, "White man rides lawnmower." <laughs> Mexican holds title. Or Mexican, something like that. Mexican walks to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> but then, he, they, like Vicky, other than Dutch and Heyman, you know, the only mother manager they've had in the past ten years is Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, or, or and that dude that got fired yeah. because he couldn't 
Oh, Stop that, saying that, stupid shit. That guy was great. I, it, I, I'm not. I'm saying he was great. Yeah, Pam Washington. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he, you can't go out there and these guys are like Kobe Bryant in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't say just, that. Oh man, if they'd have kept him, it'd have been great. Just suspend him for a month or something and bring him back well, and have him cut promos and, while and he's know, gone. You know what you could have done shit. with him too? Like eventually, imagine this: he turns on the primetime players. And joins the new day. Oh yeah, yeah. that would have been great <laughs> if he was still in play. That would have been great. Oh man! All right, where are we on the card? So We're getting sidetracked. Where are we on the card? We're getting sidetracked. What What was the match we just went over? Kevin Owens <laughs> and Ryback. Nobody, See, nobody that even match. cares. <laughs> nobody remembered that match. <laughs> There's one guy in this on, in this conversation that cares. Yeah. <laughs> what was the next? Match? <laughs> A couple weeks ago, you didn't even know Kevin Owens had the title. I mean, come on. <laughs> I totally brain farted that. Seriously. Well, I think that goes to show you just how much, how far the Intercontinental title is downplayed now. Yeah. Yeah. But like like I've said, it's that this whole feud. They, yeah. They built it up. Actually, they never built it up. They just kind of announced that, hey, uh, this, kind of, this is what's happening. Threw it together. Yeah. And they and uh, Cesaro and Owens had a match on Raw the next night, and it was awesome. Any match Cesaro has. Is awesome. Him and yep. Owens just have great chemistry together, and I know it's because they worked in PWG and um, all those, and you know, all the over the right. Indies together. But you know, just him and Ryback just didn't have a good chemistry. I think in the ring. I think they cared about as much as everybody else did. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next match. Uh, yeah, what time's catering closing? Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, we got the Seth Rollins and Demon Kane. Oh my! And the winner of the match was the announce tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking man! <laughs> I think you got Derek on that one. <laughs> I'm clipped. Just. Uh, yeah. See, I told you I did my homework. I, I did my homework. You know, you know fancy TVs. Yeah. I just, I, I just. Two, uh, first problem I have with this match. It's for the WWE title. Yep. Put it at the end of the card. It does True. no service to your title not being the creme de la creme of the card. Yeah. I don't care if you have Undertaker and Brock. You need to take that kind of talk to the UFC, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, at UFC, sometimes the title card could be like right smack dab in the middle of the pay-per-view, depending on how long it is. Sometimes they don't even have title matches. Yeah. 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 That was... That- that was a CM Punk reference, but okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Now yeah. I see. Aha. Aha. Sorry. I'm, that one flew right over my head. I apologize. But. Intellectual savior of the masses, most eagle. I think that's <laughs> copyrighted, though. <laughs> I wish you'd go back to that. Anyway, yeah. this match, eh. Mm. Is what we expected yeah. it would be. Yeah, meh. I mean, it's a filler program, this match basically. killed my childhood, some, too. Y'all remember when Kane used to put on awesome matches and used to be intimidating? Yeah. Cool. When he was ripped. Yeah. Yeah. When he was actually booked like just a straight up monster and not a repeat of he an TNA gimmick. Did he sit up at all during that match? Not that I can remember. There wasn't. Uh, one I think th- he did it once. Okay. He didn't drag him to hell. He didn't. I mean, it, uh, that was already done on Raw the week <laughs> before. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah, if you get drugged on, to hell, shouldn't you have like you, a burn you gave or two? You Kevin Owens that finish, didn't you? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, getting drugged to hell, that's one that you think you would sell the next week or yeah. the next night. I mean, <laughs> maybe scorch mark here or there, you know, maybe a burn or two in your Power Ranger outfit. They never talk about what happens after that. Yeah, you walk out, you got like holes torn in your tights and shit. Yeah. <laughs> First rule of Kane dragging you to hell. No one talks about Kane dragging you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Second rule, never get drugged to hell by Kane. <laughs> George says we all got drugged to hell while watching that match. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for a world title match and Kane being in the program, I didn't like it. Um, this is probably one of the lower end of the card to me. Mm. You know, the highest I think was is still Bray and Roman. That was the best match. I I would say it is probably the first dud match of Seth Rollins' reign. Yeah. Rollins has been knocking out of the park every single month, every single pay-per-view. Even to extending a 56-year-old man. And, well, he probably shouldn't have done that powerbomb, but, you know, (laughs) the match itself wasn't bad. And uh, he couldn't get one out of Kane though. And yeah. Kane cannot take a um, pedigree to save his life. That no, he just, always does like a knee drop. Well, no, it yeah. looks yeah. like he's down. Or... It looks, it's like he's taking it to save his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why it looks so bad. No, actually, it's funny y'all say that because like when I went to when I went to Mania at Superdome, remember they had the Shield against Kane and the Outlaws, and it really looked like, especially live, it looked like they were going out of their way. Not to hurt Kane. <laughs> yeah, well, like it, when R- Roman would hit a spear on Kane, it's like he hit it with less velocity than he would do, you know, Kevin Owens. Yeah, and and I mean, is, Kane is not is no spring chicken, but you know, yeah, it was a it, it was a man, it was a man. Yeah, yeah, I think his days are about up. Well, hopefully, this feud between Reigns and Rollins is going to pick up some steam and. You know, be a little bit more entertaining than a Kane Rollins program. Yeah, Could if they be. do it right, it should be because if you if you're like me and you like to go back and look at the history of everything and feuds, there was supposed to be a Seth Rollins Roman Reigns match a year ago, mm-hmm. yep. and R- Roman got hurt. Yeah, the match never happened. Yeah, Roman Reigns nor Dean Ambrose has been able to get revenge on Rollins breaking up the Shield. Yep. Let's move on to the. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Which is why I still stick to my theory that Roman will not walk out of Survivor Series with the WWE title because the main event of WrestleMania is going to be the Shield in a triple threat match. That's what I've been hoping for. That's. uh, I think that's what the world is. That would be awesome. And that would sell a good chunk of those tickets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's move on to the main event: Brock Lesnar versus (laughs) The Undertaker. Um. (laughs) And it wasn't Biker Taker again, damn it. Thank God it wasn't Biker Taker. <laughs> oh, thank God. Biker Taker would have won that match. No, Biker... Dude, really? Like, what? No. You need to go back to 2002, son. You already tried. That was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, we 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 kind of, we kind of touched on this before you started recording or whatever. Honestly, this match broke my heart, shattered my entire childhood. Not since the day the streak died have I cried so hard about an Undertaker match. Man, I mean, think about it. You look through history, twenty five years of Survivor Series, no one has ever got the last laugh on the Undertaker, ever. And you go all the way back, 
Rock had debuted in 2002. He beat Hogan. He beat Rock. He beat The Undertaker inside Hell in the Cell. Fast forward to WrestleMania 30. He breaks the streak. SummerSlam, like we touched on on the podcast, SummerSlam, horrible finish, made Undertaker look like shit. And then Brock beat The Undertaker clean inside the cell, becoming the only man in history to put down the dead man with no consequences. Well, he d- it did take a nut shot to get him. And nut shots, I guess, work on dead guys just as well as they work on people like Brock Lesnar. And F5s on the the wood. Yeah, I, and I like that, that they tore that ring up. Yeah. And that, yeah, that it, brought a new element to it. That's something I hadn't seen before, except for when, you know, in a, the Nexus guys came in and tore the ring up. Right. You know, that was that was pretty wicked, you know, exposing boards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, So which do y'all think was better, though? Hell in the Cell 2002 or Hell in the Cell 2015? I'll say the 2002 one. Oh, yeah. 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 That's... You know, Undertaker. That was the one Undertaker supposedly like had a broken wrist or something. Yeah. He had the cast yeah. on, and but two, he took illegal drugs on pay per view. <laughs> shoot me up, Doc. Shoot me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Delotted? Give me fifty of those. Uh. <laughs> but he... they, does anybody remember that they did that on as a skit backstage on pay per view? The doctor's going, I can't give you this. It's not legal. I can't do it. The Undertaker's like, dude, I'm going to beat your ass. Shoot me up with whatever's in that needle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the what? 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 What did? The, what did the purport that said that uh, Vince got pissed off about that you read? That they got color. They got color. Okay. Because that and the fact what I read was Brock, that they got he, pit- they sent the doctor in. Kevin Dunn did. Yeah, they sent the doctor in, and then Brock just shoved him off. And- Brock shoving the doctor off was what actually yeah. pissed everybody off. Yeah. Because the doctor going in there was a 100% shoot. Yeah. And Brock shoving him down was a, was a, was a 100% shoot. <laughs> and no. they said when, when he got beautiful? shoved, he just left. Well, yeah. That, and I, that's, left. What, that's what <laughs> yeah. I would have done, too. And, I mean, you know, I'm not saying go back to where – and I heard this on the Kayfabe Connection podcast hosted by my guy Fred. Um, you know, you don't want—I I don't want blood like Ric Flair's hair is orange by the end of the match. Blood, but you know, no, the real w- blood is the mats covered in it, right? When they get yeah. when you see a legitimate stain on the mat and you can see it on TV, that's real blood. Yeah, you know. And Brock was busted open for real. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of concern that he had bladed or, you know, you know. Nah, but I mean, he, he busted it on that, on the uh, the ring post. Yeah, it was a I legitimate. Mean, you saw when it happened. Yeah, yeah, it was a legitimate cut all the way to the top. From what I understood, it was supposed to be like nine staples. Yeah, he's got nine staples. That's, an, yeah. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Better Brock and me. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> Overall, no, we just hit you over the head with a guitar, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he got he got clocked in the head with a guitar at the TCW show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shouldn't have been messing with Winnie the Pooh's honey. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> oh, I, George says I wish Kevin Dunn had gone down and got shoved. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that'd have been that'd have been cool. I yeah. think or I Vince think the whole tore both his quads getting in the ring again. Yep. No blood, damn it. <laughs> well, that was uh, Hell in a Cell. Like I said, overall, I thought oh. it was a good show. 
Um, oh, you're missing out the best part of Hell in the Cell. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Wyatts come out attacking Undertaker, all four of them, mm-hmm. beating them down and then like carrying them away, like a, him away like a martyr back to the back to God knows where. And last night they hauled to off Kane. Him. They hauled off Kane. The, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did you hear what Mo said? Wait, what? To rape him. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, he said on Raw he was devouring Undertaker inch by inch and piece by piece. Ugh. Razzler, you know, put the little logo on it. Cannibalism. Like. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's seriously going to lead into it's, it's going to lead into a Survivor Series match. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have the Undertaker and Kane, and who else do you think is going to join them? I don't know, but if King and Dean Ambrose. I, yeah. The Ascension. <laughs> so they can turn on Undertaker like and Kane and join the Wyatt family. There you go. There you go. We're, we are. We are. But you, do y'all remember a few years ago they abducted Kane? Yeah. This is the second time they've abducted. You'd think he would know what was going on by now. Yeah. You'd think, like, oh, hell I mean, no, he not again. You. He went corporate after that. They're going to go, are. like. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably going to go corporate again. Exactly. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Every time I get abducted by the Wyatts, I go corporate. corporate. <laughs> <laughs> he went corporate. Now he's going to go like, he's going to put the Terminator outfit on and go all rebellion. Yeah, there you go. I am Kane. I am part of the resistance. Well, maybe <laughs> Kane's going to come back as a biker Kane. Biker Kane. Biker Kane. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah. He, <sighs> <laughs> he comes back as an insurance salesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kane. I was like talking to you about my fire insurance. Anyone? <laughs> George says too hey, bad they won't make. Go partially burned man walking. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's hilarious. George says too bad they won't make Taker Bray's father. That'd be an interesting yeah. kind of turn. I still... You know what I would like to see happen personally? It probably won't happen. But you remember back they did something a lot cheesier than this, but tried to do it when a few years ago on SmackDown, like, you know, the really bad years, like 2003 to 2004, when Paul Heyman stole the urn and supposedly had power over The Undertaker. Yeah. What if Bray Wyatt has power over The Undertaker? Ooh, that'd be an interesting twist. And The Undertaker joins the Wyatt family. I remember a similar angle to that in TCW when uh, they – Took uh, who was it? John Michael. They took him back there and over the top rope and <laughs> it was hilarious. John, two over. See John. John Michael. John Michael uh, is a friend of ours in the business, and he does a Great perfect guy. imitation of Howard Finkel. Oh Lord! And he's he. In this gimmick, they basically took him to the back and brainwashed him, right? This this heel group did. And he comes back out. And he's got all these these, these torn, yeah. He, he's got all these, like, torn uh, garments on, like, torn pants and stuff like that on. And he keeps, like, quoting Howard Finkel for some reason. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they keep asking him questions and everything, and he's like, both feet. Let's go over the top rope and hit the floor. It was a great. It, we we can't get anywhere close to it. But I mean, like John Michael does Golden like a boy, perfect. Get a second rope on drag and slip to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> No, it it's it was hilarious because like everybody backstage was just dying laughing because he was doing Howard Finkel to a T. 
So, but no, the the brainwashing thing is not out of bounds as a possibility. No, no. And we've seen it before. Hey, in the remember WWE. that way, way awesomely hot brainwashing thing they did in TNA with Angelina Love and that chick that was Katie. Katie Vick. Something and. No, Katie Vick. Katie Vick, not Katie Oh, God. No. Don't bring that storyline oh. up, please. <laughs> Jesus. Half-burned man walking. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, but, yeah, uh, I don't. Katie Lee Birchall. Katie Lee Birchall. Oh. Yeah, she was. That uh, was hot. I'm sorry. I'm a perv, and that was hot. <laughs> Katie Lee Birchall. She yeah, brainwashed Paul- Angelina. She flirted with her. It was really cool. Go, go look it up on YouTube. Hmm. I'm think, sure you do every day. I think Don Marie and Tori Wilson was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't brainwashed. I was blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Whatever it is, I liked it. Whatever. Well, we are going to take a the, quick the, the break. The creepy side oh, of ahead. the Oversell podcast when we come back. This is not it. Let's take a break and regroup ourselves here. <laughs> We'll be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. And I'm also on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. Mo, why don't you hit your social media plugs? I am at Mo underscore Spiegel on Twitter and at Facebook.com slash the M-O-E Mo Spiegel. Well, guys, um, MEW had a big show this weekend. Um, it was MEW Blackout. And I, Dan, you know, you guys know this. I love an MEW show. I have so much fun at those. Starting to pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Are they totally just incredible to you? Yeah, they are. They they are. They're extremely incredible. Now, um, this is only like the first independent wrestling show you've ever seen. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, now they had so many. Uh, they opened up with um, Dan, your friend Damone Salavino. Yeah, and Duke, this new guy Duke Warfield, who I'm starting to. Mm-hmm. He has a very uh, and you know Damone uh, Mo. He's uh, Andre from the school. Yes, uh, the Victoria's dark- Secret cover girl. And, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> the do- hey, he is the dark angel to meet Damone Salavino, and he. I like watching his matches, and they took on these no, two I guys. I like the guy. I like the guy. I like him. I think he has a great look, and uh, and this this and dude, uh, <laughs> back, you know, getting in that head, teaching himself. And yeah. we'll be doing good. You yeah. know? I mean, this is my nephew's first show, and we sat right next to the entrance. So when the good guys would go back to the back, I'd tell them, "Stick your hand out, and they'll pro- they'll give you a five if they can." And mm-hmm. every time, yeah, those guys yeah, gave won't. a five. He turned oh, yeah. around and he just looked at me <laughs> with the brightest eyes, and it, it it brought me back to my childhood because mm-hmm. wrestling shows, man, right. I just could not get enough of them. Oh yeah, and um, going back, they wrestled these two guys. I don't, I, I wish I, I should have written them down. I didn't catch their names, but. Is these two black guys, and one of them had the this. The black too cool too. No, no. <laughs> they the one of these guys like his thing was he sprays hairspray all over his hair. Okay. Precious. <laughs> no, it wasn't precious. 
Um, I, but like, and his tag team partner would be like, "Come on, man, that shit smells." Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you Brandon, the, the chosen one, Miles was commentating. He, he was say that stuff too. Yeah. And, um, Dan, did you do you get a Corey Macklin vibe from him? Oh, uh, from yeah. Anton, the announcer for MEW. Yeah, the why uh, Brandon Chosen Myers. Cho- Brand- okay, okay. Brandon sorry, Myers. sorry. I know him as Anton Wise. Yeah, <laughs> but do, you get, do you get like a Corey <laughs> Macklin vibe when he talks? I kind of do, and I, a better Corey Macklin totally on the mic. Corey, I, I could totally see him be like, "Welcome to MEW five dollar combos." Yeah, but this is We got tattoo <laughs> in the house. Right? I, it's and I and, and I mean it. I, I, Corey Macklin to me was very underrated as a commentator. I, I, like I, I, I like to me he was. Everyone has an opinion, right? When him, when I was younger, he was good. You know, yeah. But when, I'm talking when about I, when he's doing I, USWA. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, he was good. Yeah. But looking at it now, when he started he becoming didn't a, really do when he anything was, when, on the I mic. Mean, <laughs> when he started becoming a personality, no. I didn't like that. No, as much. no, 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 no. When, when he it, was a when he was on just when he started being commentary. a wrestler, you yeah. know, and all that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, the thing about, all right, just like you were talking about, you know, you said it's your son or nephew. Yeah, my nephew. The show. Your nephew. See, that's the thing. Like, I remember being a little kid, and he was still running shows at the Mid-South Coliseum. And the reason I'm a Corey Mackling guy is because, one, I never met him. I never got the chance to meet him after I started wrestling. So business-wise, I never met the man. I only remember being, uh, I think I was about 13 years old, and they did a show at the Mid-South Coliseum called Throwback 3 Nightmare in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers that or saw that. I'm, or, I'm pretty sure there. I would have been there. But uh, it was at the Mid-South Coliseum, and the main event was Corey Macklin and Jerry the King Lawler against, I couldn't tell you. I have to go back to my scrapbook look. But uh, he had the whole Jerry Lawler singlet get up on, and <laughs> I stayed till everybody left the Mid-South Coliseum, and Macklin and Lawler were up by the by the barricade, you know? And uh, I walked up to him and was like, dude, I want to be a wrestler. I grew up. What do I got to do? What do I got to do? And he gave me this flyer for some Memphis wrestling boot camp they were doing that summer for like a hundred bucks and probably a big ripoff, but I didn't go. But I always thought it was really cool, you know, that I did that because I've also met wrestlers that were dicks yeah. when I was a kid. It's like, oh, well, I'll finish school and go to the gym. Well, duh. Thanks, Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> um, Nemesis the Clown had a match. He's back at MEW and he took on. Um, who was, was it? Josh Stone, the guy from Little Rock. He was at uh, the show. Uh, no, Josh Cross. Jo- okay. I love well, that name for some reason. He's he, one of the Tuckerman guys. He comes out and he's a heel and he yells and I'm I mean we're literally sitting right next to the entrance and he come he comes out and he says he screams why did I come back here so I looked. And I said, "Oh, just go back to Jonesboro." <laughs> <laughs> and he's from he's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked at me. He's like, "How stupid are you? I'm from Little Rock." I'm like, "Does it really matter?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, you're stupid." I'm like, "Well, you're the one that came back." Yeah. <laughs> but, and oh. he he was he was being a great heel. Yeah. And, and um, he took on Nemesis, and you know, it's funny seeing Nemesis as a face. Because, yeah, because his gimmick, it is. his gimmick, he's he should be nothing but a heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what other matches were there. Um, Reno Diamond was there. He took on half a full deck, and he uh, the other half came out and distracted him, mm-hmm. and he lost the match. Then um, Tattoo came out, faced the other member, 
And in November, MEW is going to do a tag team only show. Mm-hmm. Well, I think every match is going to be a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Um, State of show. <laughs> I mean, like Survivor Series used to be. Well, only but only two per team. Yeah, but still. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but uh, in Darius's match, or sorry, Tattoo's match, um, there's a stipulation. Since he won, he got to pick the stipulation for their tag team match against Full Deck. Mm-hmm. Whichever team loses has to break up. Hmm. So that's going to be um, interesting. Like a bad episode of Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, I don't know if you've seen these guys full deck. Have you? Big I have a- met him. I like him. Oh. Two, is it two black guys? Yeah, Big Ace and Joker. Yeah, I like him. Oh, yeah. They're cool guys. Yeah, big big Ace. In the ring, I like him. <laughs> big Ace came out and like jerked the microphone away from me and called me Dave Brown. Listen <laughs> <laughs> here, Dave Malenko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I saw you doing a seminar with Billy Kidman. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then after that, I believe it went into... Um, Oh, Kid Crazy had another match. That guy is awesome. Yeah, he's very agile. Yes, extremely. Yeah, and uh, he's from Little Rock as well. Cool. He can fly. Yeah, that's it's the same Kid Crazy that you know. Um, the main event for the show. I wasn't talking to you, Greenhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I will reach through this microphone. <laughs> hey, Kid Crazy, not me. Kid Crazy. Yeah. Hey, who did he wrestle? Why can't I think of who he wrestled? <laughs> Does it really? I think he put the other guy over. Oh, I, it'll come back to me. But the, the the main event was Del Tucker and Chris Lex. Mm-hmm. Whole hung Chris Lex. Do I? I bet that was a good match. Del Tucker and Chris Lex. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. They fucking tore the house down. Mm-hmm. They fought over. Every bit of that arena, mm-hmm. they got. I think they went into the concession stand and fought. Wow. They came back out. They fought like my nephew got freaked out because they started fighting like from the distance where me and Mike is right now. Mm-hmm. And Mo, you can't see it, but it's only like three feet. And my nephew was like, um, "Are you saying I'm not tall enough?" Nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying. You're about my nephew. I think has you beaten height, and he's only eight years old. <laughs> Tell him to get his ass in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, he he was doing the whole. He he didn't let go of my leg, and he was scared. And I'm like, they're not going to come near you and mm-hmm. anything. And um, e- eventually, at the end of the match, Nemesis comes out and helps Del Tucker, and mm-hmm. Chris Lex just can't catch a fucking break. No. <laughs> if if it's not Derek right. King and Alan Steele beating him up, it's Nemesis and Del Tucker, mm-hmm. and I mean. They fucking worked him over good. Mm-hmm. Del Tucker, after the match, <laughs> there was this older woman that... <laughs> yeah. She got in his face, and I mean, people... The heat Del, Del Tucker... Tucker can, yeah, Del Tucker's got, like, monster a, heat He there. can draw heat. Oh, yeah. Real well. And uh, when he came out, he uh, he was stepping up to the rings, and I screamed out, You suck, Del Tucker! And he just gave me a look, and I just gave, I shrugged my shoulders like, well, it's true. But <laughs> after the match, him and Nemesis, like, and Nemesis did something great. Like, every time that woman started getting more fired up with Del Tucker, he would go beat up Lexmore. Mm-hmm. And he even said it like, the more you talk, the more I'm going to hurt him. Yeah. And eventually, Chris Lex, you know, they went to the back and were celebrating. And Chris Lex came by and he gave my nephew a five. And my nephew said, Del Tucker sucks. You rule. And Chris was like, thanks, little guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's why I'm a fan of the guy. Yeah. 
you know, you have Del Tucker who is a heat magnet, but Chris Lex is so over as a baby face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That crowd, when he's he comes out. Padded, he's like a padded up, pierced up teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> so that was MEW this week. Um, this Thursday, we're actually recording this on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Isn't this weird? Yeah. It's like, it, it doesn't, yeah. it, it doesn't feel yeah. the same, but this, this Thursday, Memphis Wildfire Wrestling has a show. The doors open at six. Mm-hmm. show starts at seven. Then we will be there. We will be there. We'll be there. The Oversell Podcast will be in attendance. Um, Dustin Starr, Derek King, Chris Lex. Uh, who else did he mention? Alan the, Steele. I don't think Alan's going to be there. Really? Yeah. Anybody but most Eagle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody I, but him. Hey. <laughs> You know what you should do, Mo? Like sneak into the building a couple hours earlier and put on your um, sting face paint mm-hmm. and just wait up yeah. in the roof and just at some point just rappel down in the middle of the show just to see what happens. Yeah, there you go. The vigilante Mo got his ass kicked by half the roster. The entire roster came out and took turns kicking Mo's ass the entire night. <laughs> well, I'm sure Precious hey, is going to hey, be there. Just like I did with the Oversells podcast. It'd be the number one most watched wildfire show ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the number one most watched ass kicking ever. Um, I think Precious is going to be there. Pre- and Precious as a worker is awesome. Oh, it's, yeah. It's hilarious. That whole... The gimmick is hilarious. The, when he, Well, when he sells, the whole, ouch, ouch, mm-hmm. ouch, it's that... that When I saw it, I was like, this is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think R&D is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I really want to talk to those, that, those guys, or guy and gal. Um, I'm looking up the event right now on Facebook. Just so I don't I think they've released a card per se, but they might not have. I'm sure Dustin Starr and Derek King is going to be somewhere close to the main event, as well as it should be because those guys are both awesome. I mean, Dustin just won a wrestling trivia contest down on Bill Street. Yeah, and I saw there yeah, some roundhouse revival stuff. Yeah, and I saw there's some uh, crazy kid jumping around to Shawn Michaels' music and doing his poses and stuff. Was that true? <laughs> no. <laughs> Busted. Hey, hey, hey. Shawn said that you got to be a good number one and not a good number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the – I'm just giving you a hard time. I think time, he meant uh, not something, something different I'll, on a number two. I'll say, I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this, Mo. When I saw you do that, do that whole spiel – you seem to have mimicked Shawn Michaels to a T, so I just want to hey, commend hey, you on uh, that. You are speaking to the two WrestleMania 30 Fan Access Superstar Impersonation Contest winner. That's <laughs> yep. a heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. He did win it. <laughs> That's awesome. Which uh, is really, honestly, the coolest part was was when I like looked up when everybody, you know, they did just like they used to, I felt like, Amy Weber or something because they did they decided the contest like the old diva search and stuff like what about this guy well what about this guy well me and this guy that did Wade Barrett which personally that so was not fair because the dude was from England anyway so of course <laughs> I've got some bad news of course he sounded like Bray Wyatt I mean not Bray Wyatt but Wade Barrett and uh, I looked out and when they picked me as the winner I looked at, straight ahead of me. And Rey Mysterio was at the um, pizza roll ta- table for the little casito signing autographs. And he looked up and he clapped for me. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I looked over and Sean's just staring at me with a, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, all right. You got to do, do it. Do the, do, the, do the impression. Okay, okay. Only Dan's cool. Are you cool with it, Dan? I'm fine with it. 
We need a pack in any W that he'd give me a wedgie the next time I try to do Sean. Well, he can't wedgie anyway, you through uh, a microphone, so. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> Triple H, you can either stand tall with your boys, the NWO, or at vengeance, you're going to wind up face down like all the rest. That was good. I like that. I like it. I do a good Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> baby. <laughs> the thing you got to know about baby is uh, that's not for you, Steve. That's for somebody else, baby. <laughs> I tell you something, right. baby. We're down here at the Oversell Podcast, and we're just having a good time talking here to Mo Stiegel, baby. You know, he's really small guy, but he's got a lot of heart and fire. And I tell you something, I like me some Mo Stiegel. Go baby on hot times, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, let's deep dig into the Memphis wrestling history book. Yes, and bought from Mark James. Yep, we got to get him on the show. I yeah, bet you that'd do. be a lot of, of a fun I bet, interview. Yeah, yeah, I bet he's got some interesting stories to tell. Oh, Mark. Let me get but, the book uh, here. Yeah, I got my Mark thing. I can't get to it. There we go. All right. I couldn't find an October 27th, but yeah, I, got, about. I got an October 25th, 1982. How about that one? Okay. There we go. All right. So we've got championship wrestling Monday, October 25th, 8 p.m., Mid-South Coast Main event, Southern Heavyweight title match, Nick Bockwinkle versus Jerry Lawler. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Southern tag team title match, no disqualification. Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton. <laughs> With Jimmy Hart versus the Fabulous Ones with Jackie Fargo. Uh, world Tag Team Title Match New York Dolls versus Jacques Rougeau and Terry Taylor. Wow. <laughs> Bill Superstar Dundee versus Crusher Bromfield. <laughs> uh, the Sheep Herders. Wow. The Sheep Herders. <laughs> wow. Versus, Whoa. oh, look at, look at this one. D- versus Dutch Mantel and Buddy Landell. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. That's a tag team match I'd love to see back in the day. Uh, Steve Regal and Spike Huber versus The Angel and Carl Fergie. And I saw a recent picture of Carl Fergie. Uh, yeah, I did they too. Had a, they had a, uh, it was a like NWA the, Legend I show. I music. Um, golly, it was a was legend it? show up in like um, it was in Jackson, Tennessee, wasn't it? Well, I think it was. Yeah, let me. Uh, hang yeah, because Cornette was there. Corn, yeah, because Cornette was Lance in the picture. Russell Rock and Roll there. Express was in the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawler was, was in, in the, the picture. picture. The one that happened like just this past week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Lawler wrestled uh, yeah, Terry Lance, Funk. Yeah, I think Terry Funk might have been in the picture. Lance too. Russell was in it because that was yeah. it was a show benefiting or um in for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did y'all get? Did y'all get a chance to listen to Jim Ross podcast? No, Lance Russell was on it last week. I highly recommend. Oh. I'm gonna have to listen to that. That one. that was a great interview. They talked lovely. a lot about, um, you know, Lance Russell used to travel with Gordon Soley, so we told we got to hear stories about those guys. Right. And anytime, you know, it's just great to see Memphis, especially traditional Memphis wrestling, be represented. And you know, Jr. and him just it just it didn't even seem like an interview. It was just, it was great just because it seemed like it was just a conversation between right. you guys. It wasn't like a pre, you know, here's my questions interview. They just talked. So highly recommend going to listen to the Ross report last week with uh Lance Russell. I'd love to get him on the show sometime too. 
Sorry, I'm trying to read the. Dave uh, Brown called me a midget in Rite Aid once. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but who hasn't called you a midget in Rite Aid? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, You're going to a weatherman called you a midget. <laughs> I, I used to work at the Rite Aid on Union, and like Dave Brown came in one night, and I was like, "Oh, it's Dave Brown!" And you know, I asked him about Lance, and you know, the announcing for the studio wrestling and stuff. And I was like, uh, "So yeah, I'm, uh, I, I was trained by uh, Nightmare Ken Wayne." He goes, "Oh, really?" He goes, "I didn't know Kenny was training midgets these days." <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, man, dude, dang, That's, damn. Did you have, did you have to put ice on that burn? Got burned oh, by Dave man. Brown. Dave Holy Brown shit. Let me get your guys' thoughts on this because um, this just popped in my head. And, I, and me and Mo, I think, have talked about this before. The Young Bucks are sent some news today that they have signed with a major company. I think they're full of it. M-E-W. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I think, I think they're full of it, and I think they're just – they're I think, just trolling the internet. I, I think, the, it, I, I think I completely troll. agree. I will be very surprised if anybody signs them because of just. No, I'll be surprised if NXT signs them. I think they're trolling for one reason. I think it's a bunch of crap. Is because they, I remember back. I think it was. I think it was this year or it was late last year. There was that scuttlebutt that the young bucks were going. Were young bucks were going to join WWE? Mm-hmm. The WWE was interested in them, and that supposedly they turned the WWE down and. So WWE just started having super kicks all over their TV show because of the Young Bucks. Oh, crap. WWE, Dan, you can attest to this. You've been there. I haven't. WWE is such a large-scale conglomerate. They don't give a crap about one individual person. <laughs> no. They don't care about the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are not that over. As what? far as I'm concerned, they probably tore their britches with the WWE. Yeah, one one thing that just reverberates in my head, though, is they're scooping up talent. They really are. They're eating up talent. They're hoarding talent. They really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, and which they're is great. Well, well, no, they're not trying to kill the Indies. Well, they're they, trying to yeah. take all the talent off the Indies. Well, the, and they just signed that deal with Evolve, too, so. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're they're making deals, they're wheeling and dealing, they're scooping up talent. Um, they want to get more live shows out on the road, you know. And there was, you know, there was a com- there was that conference call we had about six or eight months ago, and they said that they wanted to have three touring brands by 2017. Right, like they've they already started to- touring. Yeah, NXT. and they've already got two. Yeah. So you know, they've got the main roster and they've got you know NXT. So hey, they're, I think they're, there's a brand split again. They're probably going to do SmackDown well, and Raw. And great, yeah. grand and wonderful. You know, but you never know. Probably they may, after Mania. Probably after WrestleMania. Bring back the draft. Again. You know, you know what? Bring back the draft. Draft me to I NXT. To I want to get off the main <laughs> roster, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's, a, that's another funny because I, I saw somebody on Facebook asking, you know, should NXT take SmackDown spot? And no. Because you still need a place to learn. Yeah. And well, not even that, but NXT is exclusive to the network. Right. They're not going to put something exactly. that's exclusive people, to the network uh, that they a, can make money oh, off yeah. of. There's a lot of people just paying the nine ninety nine just to watch just NXT. to watch NXT. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, if you guys can, you, we all have the network. Go watch Breaking Ground. I did like. It, I didn't get to see all of it because, like I said, I was thirty minutes behind, and it kind of cut me off about. 
20 minutes in, I think. Yeah. Well, they did, so, after the pay-per-view, they did a quick, it wasn't the full episode. It wasn't a full episode. But th- this. What I saw of it, I liked. Yeah, it's it's going to be cool. And. Um, what is it, like a Survivor WWE? No, no, no it no. was like Total is, Divas without the damn reality I, I, show actually, plugged into what, it. <laughs> what this, what it th- what, this is what, they could have done this instead of Tough Enough. Yes. They this would have been a lot better of an avenue. Than what? Because um, and George will like this in the chat room because we're both Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. But the guy, one of the guys they focused on was Sabby Piscatelli. Yes. He play, He was a safety for. Uh, he wasn't that good. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you guys know. Sabby Piscatelli was not a good player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Why they had to say that on the show. And I know George is typing right now. I know he is. He's going to say something about Sabby. <laughs> but you know that he's a great athlete. But he was uh, Sabby the Goat. There it is. Yeah. He, he, but and I and I like the story of seeing like um who's that uh, commentator? Not commentator, but ringside interviewer um, Taylor. No, not Taylor. They just recently let Devin go Taylor. of her, didn't they? They may have because this was probably filmed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they they let go of her just in the last few weeks because uh, there was something between her and Dana Brooke brewing, and then all of a sudden she just disappeared and yeah. then they they told everybody they released her and they focused on Baron Corbin mm-hmm. a lot yeah, yeah hearing his story yeah was really cool um and then that I can't I don't want to mispronounce her name is like Nufa or something Noof. like they Noof kept, everybody called her Noof, Noof or something yeah. yeah yeah so it's going to be a very it, it's very entertaining and then like I said this this should have been done instead of tough enough yes cuz guess what they've pretty much signed oh, yeah, was a joke yeah, they pretty much signed the top six from Tough Enough <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Which, thank you, WWE. You just confirmed to us that that show means absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Right. That means absolutely I, nothing. I watched, like two ep- I watched like two episodes of Tough Enough. I watched the first one when they were assigning the people they were going to have on the show. And then I watched the last one with Cesaro. Oh, poor Cesaro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Cesaro, you're match. gonna you're gonna work with these guys in a three minute match. No, oh, thanks. I, w- I would have done like I did with uh, Anthony that time and just um, knocked the sh- knocked the shit out of them and pinned them. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gets on my nerves because like, man, like, I hate to like, damn, we would have any. I know like eight people that would have been better in that spot than those guys that got to work Cesaro. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, we need to wrap it up for this week. Um, as we like to end episode every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you this. Who is your Superstar of the Week? <laughs> Mike. Did uh, I get to pick one? Yes, your superstar is Mike? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Yes. Mike, you're up first. <laughs> I'm up first. What? <laughs> Just pick a Superstar of the Week, Mike. <laughs> Uh, even though he lost the pay per view, Bray Wyatt. Damn. Um, I'm gonna say Undertaker. Mo, I liked Undertaker. I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar because, like I said on the podcast, he's the only guy in history that Undertaker does not get any revenge on. I'm gonna take Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, you know him. I like. I like what they're gonna do with him. 
um, as a number one contender, and this feels more organic than when they tried to shove him down our throats yeah. at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the fans are still going to give him shit, though. Yeah, they're still going to give think him shit. I think they're starting to come around a little bit more. I'm going to let you finish, but I think Daniel Bryan should have never mind. I guarantee, I, I promise you, and I, and I said it, and some people give, gave me hell about it. I wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. Half the world did. I think Everybody I really, let's all take a moment to sincerely hope that they learned their lesson with this last Royal Rumble and they actually put in surprise entrance oh, yeah. and let the last six guys be people who are actually have a chance at being in exactly. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I remember, I remember when Benoit won it. The year Benoit, oh, oops, we're not supposed to mention that. Okay. Who? Who? The year that guy won it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the last guys in the ring were like Cena, Jericho. Big show. Yeah. Like, any of those guys could have won Mania. Well, George in the All chat right. room has a superstar of the week, and he says Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella. She, she's wrestled three good matches since the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> so, And she yeah. may be taking time off now, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's only, that's good. Yep. I'll, I, like the, I like the turn Paige did, finally yeah. making to, a full-fledged heel turn. Like, let the like, guy on the keyboard know that uh, Superstar of the Week is not sexually transmitted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mo. Well, Mo, man, thank you for coming on. And, you know, this is... Uh, Fun as always. This is... Mo is going to help us review pay-per-views from now on if he can. So, you know, you're going to... that's a Survivor Series. Yes, sir. 25 years of The Undertaker. All right, folks. I'm anxious to see what they do with that. I really am. Well, he's going to be in a Survivor Series match. He's going to win a birthday cake out. Yeah, you know he's gonna. <laughs> I, out. I'm sure he's gonna get thrown in a casket and then disappear until WrestleMania. Next yeah, year. there you go. He, he got abducted and he's gonna show up at Survivor Series hatching out of an egg. <laughs> the gobbly taker. The gobbly taker. Hold on, hold on. I'm just getting a news report. This just in. Mike has been suspended from the Oversell podcast for a week. <laughs> George said he reserves all keyboard fluids for Sasha. <laughs> all right. We we're, we got to drop. This is getting bad. <laughs> well, all right, folks. Well, we thank you for listening, subscribing, and uh, downloading. Hey, be sure you give us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars and write a little review. It helps us out in ratings and gets us listed better in iTunes. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We thank you for listening. Just a reminder, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.